Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Jay Helms. And if you are new here, if this is your first time discovering the W2 Capitalist, thank you for being here, number one. But number two, we as a W2 Capitalist are here as a resource to help you and your family build wealth so that you and your spouse can spend more time with your family. Uh, we are also here to help you create a bigger nest egg, right? And gravitate you toward building generational wealth that you can pass on to your kids, that they can pass on to their kids, and so on and so forth. Before we get into today's episode with Josh Carlegis, I want to point you to our sponsor, Quest Trust. Quest is my self-directed IRA custodian. They were not my first self-directed IRA custodian, but they have definitely shown me that there is a night and day difference between those folks. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, if you have an old IRA from a previous employer and you want to use those monies to invest in real estate or invest in businesses or invest in waterfalls, uh, which goes back to uh, a show I did with uh, Nathan Long, who's the president of Quest Trust. You can do that, right? You can convert that old IRA into what's called a self-directed IRA with a custodian like Quest Trust and use those monies to invest in a better, more reliable vehicle than the stock market, right? So check them out today at w2capitalist.com forward slash quest and set up your free consultation with them today, right? That link is in the show notes for you to grab as well, but you can go directly to it while you're listening to this episode at w2capitalist.com forward slash quest. All right, let's get into today's episode with Mr. Josh Arlegis. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Josh Carlegis is a managing partner of the SCI Group and DSM Holdings. He started his real estate investment career in the college town of Jacksonville, Alabama. Go Gamecocks, that's where I graduated from, in 2015. Starting in single-family rentals as a side gig retirement plan while working a full-time job in industrial sales, Josh has grown a portfolio to include apartments, office, restaurant, retail, and warehouse space. And the main reason I want to talk to Josh today is because, like me, he was on the receiving end of an acquisition, and it didn't go very well. Today, we're going to talk about how uh, what I consider an extremely ballsy move he made to exit the W-2 world and get go more full-time into real estate investing. So uh, more about Josh. After separating from the sales world in 2018, Josh now focuses on value-add residential real estate projects. The SCI Group syndicates and joint ventures, apartment and commercial deals, and strives to bring the maximum amount of value to its investments and investors and partners. They focus in the Southeast with an emphasis on Alabama's I-65 corridor and the Gulf Coast. Outside of real estate, Josh enjoys CrossFit, boating, fishing, the coastal waters of Alabama and Florida. And he and I talk about the best hot wings on the planet, which just happen to be started in Jacksonville, Alabama. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. Let's bring him in. Josh, welcome to the show, man. I am 
super excited to talk to you today. Reason being is because you live where I went to college. And I actually, I'm kind of bummed out. We were just talking before I hit the record button. You actually didn't go to college uh, at Jacksonville State University because I brag. I brag on this diploma that's hanging on the wall over here, that 2.5 <laughs> GPA. I, I brag on it all the time, man. Uh, but you just told me, he's like, no, I, I didn't go to school here. I actually grew up in Houston, Texas. And then I led in with, how in the hell did you end up in Jacksonville, Alabama? So I got to hear this story. How'd you end up in Jacksonville? Yeah, it's, it's a weird place to end up in. I, uh, actually, I'm from Houston. I went to school at Texas Tech when September 11th happened, quit school, joined the army, nice. went through all my training. They were putting us obviously in the first, the first units that were deploying. So they said, you're going to Anniston, Alabama. And I was like, where is that? And they says, my Talladega. I was like, still, where is that? Where is that? And, uh, yeah. And so, uh, so, so they sent me out here, did that, got out um, in 2006 uh, and went to work for a company here in Jacksonville and stayed with them for 10 years. They sold, stayed with the new company for a couple of years, which is the reason we're, we're on here. You had asked about yeah. you know, an acquisition situation. So did that. Um, and uh, over the years, built a, a real estate portfolio and, and a couple of businesses here that, that do that. So, uh, so I'm here for, uh, for the meantime, I always, I'll always be here, but like we were talking about, I'm, I'm about to make a move down to the coast. So looking forward and to that too. You just missed the best month of the year to be down here. Um, yeah. October is the best, man. The sun shifts, gets ready for daylight savings time. I'm, I'm being yeah. sarcastic. But the sun does <laughs> shift and the sunsets are amazing. The tourists are gone. The weather is cooled off. You have the beach to yourself and pretty much to yourself. Um, and then about November, uh, the snowbirds start coming in, which you said you're yeah, going to be one. Yeah, that's me, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I do want to dive into the acquisition piece and kind of, kind of, you know, because that's, that's my story, right? I mean, we, we became, you know, we were acquired by no stress of imagination. Did that acquisition go well at all? And then, um, you know, I reached out. I was like, you know what? There's something missing in the message that I'm giving people, and it's that part of the story. So you and a handful of other people um, interviewing this week, matter of fact, are stepped up and said, yeah, I'm same thing, same for here, right? So the next several weeks are going to be stories just like mine and yours. And I want to go ahead and, uh, number one, I want, I want to say thank you for your service. I didn't know uh, that was uh, part of what you did. And yet going to the Anderson Army Depot was uh, <laughs> um, probably not your first choice if you got to No, absolutely not. You, you, know, you might choose Alaska over, <laughs> over well, Anderson. Yeah, the recruiters, you know, when, you, when they were getting you to sign up, they said, oh, you can, you can go do anything you want. You can mm -hmm. get stationed wherever you want, and you get to pick your list. of You make your list of three. and. I don't even think that that makes it out the door. They want it up, throw it away. And especially <laughs> in those kind of times, you know, yeah. in the deployment cycle, they're just, you're going to the next place. So I, I had two places in Texas and one in Colorado that I wanted and I made it here. So but it's all worked out. I mean, everything, everything's worked out for the best. Yeah. Yep. And I, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. So we're, it's five o'clock, which is usually when we eat at our house with three kids, sometimes it gets a little loud. My wife's going to do the best she can. So she does a really good job of keeping them quiet. And I know where you're, we were talking about this and we're going to get into the story too, is that where you're at, you're sitting in an office, which is or between your office and the CrossFit gym that you guys took over and built out as part of your real estate acquisitions. Right. So we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but if you hear things, if your people are watching or if you're listening and you, you hear things or you see things, 
That's just normal business. That's just normal what's yeah. going on, right? For Josh. Here. I, think, I think we've got seven kids and, and at least three dogs out there right now. So there's no telling what's coming in. Are all seven of them yours? No, no. Oh, <laughs> I'm not oh okay. I got you. I, got I, get, you. I get plenty of that here. I don't need my own. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. So, so let's talk about the acquisition. You were, you were in industrial sales, right? You were working yeah. for, you had exited uh, the military and then you got a job doing industrial sales. How long again, were you doing that before the acquisition happened? And then when the acquisition happened, how long did you stick around? So I was, I was at the original company. It was a, a small family owned manufacturing company here in Jacksonville, right off the walking trail, right over by the college. I'm sure you've been by it a hundred times. I don't know. I didn't do a whole lot of walking. In my <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of on the way to the bar. So there you go. Okay. All right. Well, um. <laughs> um, but I worked for them, started out in logistics and kind of worked my way up, worked into sales, did that for, I was probably the, the last seven years of my career. Or so uh, with that company, so it was a small family owned company, great to work for kind of fostered the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit. And it was just, it was a great time. So I uh, did that for 10 years. Um, that was sold uh, in 2016 to a big giant corporate French company. Ah, and then oui. they just kind of, it, it just <laughs> went downhill from there. I mean, it was, you know, they just, they, they report you to death and, you know, it, it was just, it was not what we were used to, not what we were good at. They kind of took the company. It, we were, the industry that we were in is very relational, very, um, yeah you know, it's, it's just, that's how it works here in the States. It's not how it works over in Europe. And so they just kind of tried to bring that European, um, you know, mindset and, and focus to it. Um, and, uh, just, just really, really ran it down. I mean, we've had, we were, we weren't the first to leave, but we were, um, so me and my two business partners, we all worked together there. Uh, and we all walked in on oh, the wow. same day and, and quit together. Um, so wow. we, were, we were ballsy we move, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, we weren't the first, but we were, we were some of the early ones. And since then, I mean, there's, there's been, they've lost all middle and, and upper level management. I think, uh, man, there's like, there's like one or two people left from our day. So wow. they, it's been sad to, to see what they've done to that company. Chasing after the almighty dollar. Mm -hmm. So you and your two investing business partners all worked at this industrial place. And y'all all three uh, left at the same day. Now I'm sure all of you knew that you you were all like it wasn't a surprise. Or did one person go in and slam their notice on the on the desk and say I'm out, and then the other two hear it and like, well I'm out too. Like yeah. how, did, how did this go down? What's up? No, we uh, we walked in as as a group. Wow, and it was kind of odd because I was actually wearing a collared shirt for once, and uh, <laughs> so the girls the girls up front knew something was up. And uh, so we just, we walked in and, you know, the way that they were running it, there was, they were bringing on other managers that we didn't agree with. There was just kind of like, you know, the old guys, new guys, kind of uh, political stuff that was going on. So we just, we just walked in and told him and said, you know, said, Hey, we quit. And uh, the, he, he wasn't called a CEO. They didn't have a CEO, but the, the general manager, the main guy thought it was a, a money grab. He was, he was mm. like, Oh, so y'all are trying to, negotiate better salaries. And we were like, no, we're gone. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, and we offered him. So the intent was not to go into real estate. It was something we've been doing on the side. You know, we offered him a proposition to, to represent them and, um, but do it on our own terms. And, uh, he politely declined. So we, uh, we said, well, it's effective today. Wow. That's, 
I love it. Uh, I have to imagine. So how old were you at the time this went down? Uh, that was two years ago. So I was 35. Okay. So kudos to you to having the balls to go in and do this, even though you had your business partners there on your side. I don't know that I would have done that, right? So I, I've exited the W2 world, but I got the boot via COVID. And that has been the best thing that ever happened because I don't know that I would ever muster, muster up enough courage to, to do that. So leading up to that decision, of course, I, I, you know, I had transitioned companies from a year before um, and my acquisition story, it got so bad that I just eventually left, right? And I went to work for another company. Um, but how nerve wracking, like what were some of the things that you were going through on a daily basis that made you and your, your business partner, your now business partners think of like, all right, something's got to change and we're out of here. Right. It was really, it was just the management structure and, yeah. um, and, and the politics. I just, I don't do well in corporate. I don't do well with politics. So for me, it, my job really wasn't that bad. They were, they were so busy focused on screwing everything else up. They really didn't mess with me all that much. <laughs> uh, my other two partners, they had a lot worse. One was uh, our sales manager. Um, mm. So, you know, the, the travel and the meetings and the constant oh, yeah. just stuff was just terrible. And then the other was our controller. And uh, so, you know, it was like, oh, wow. when we close out the month or close out the, the quarter, you know, you need to have it done you know, in four days or whatever. So he was there like one day really late on Easter or something like that. And it was, he was just, he was going to leave and do something one way or another. So, you know, and, and I didn't care. I mean, it was, uh, it, I would have always worked for the guy that, that owned the business previously. Um, yeah. The, the guy I went yeah. to work for, I would, I would have stayed working with him, you know, working for him forever. Um, but he was no longer them coming in and yes. He was, he was the old owner. Them coming in and doing it and changing the way that they did things and just changing the way that our company ran, it was getting to a point where it was affecting my customers. And I knew if I ever did want to stay in this business or, or get back in that business, I needed my customers to, to, to have my back. So I kind of had to pick, yeah. pick them. And we, did not, we didn't leave to um, the, the original intent was that we had some non-compete things. So we had to right. sit out for, yeah. for a period of time um, because of the way we left. Uh, but, you know, we always, when we left, we had kind of intended to get back into it. So um, it's not, not looking that way anymore. We're going to stick with what we're doing, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but de definitely enjoyed it. And, um, but, but I'm also happy I'm out and, and doing yeah. this full time because like you said, it, you're, you can do on the side, I was very flexible in sales. So I had the, the time, the ability to do stuff, but at the same time, I didn't always have the ability just to drop everything and, and do something and move towards a deal that, that we were able to do and end up getting probably our first big deal would it would have been difficult to to pull off with the w2 so well, what was that first happy big deal jump. uh we've got uh about it was 87 88 square foot of retail and office space up in huntsville um we've sold off part of that now we've got eighty thousand left um so but without the ability to kind of focus a lot of time and effort and just drop everything and, and go up there to, to see the property and start yeah. looking at the deal, um, we, we would, we would have missed it. Yeah. And for those of y'all who don't know, um, Jackson was up in Northeast Alabama. Uh, and you may think of, no, Jackson was in Florida. Yes, there is a Jackson, Florida. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Jackson, Alabama, home of the Gamecocks, throw it out there. Um, <laughs> but you're talking about in Huntsville, you guys found some, found a retail space in Huntsville, which is how far of that? I don't know that I've ever drawn from Jacksonville to Huntsville before. What is that like 
three or four hours because there's no direct shot, no, right? No, it's it's two hours whether you go 45 the whole way, go 90 the whole way, stop gotcha. in your Chick-fil-A twice, don't stop at all. I mean, it's, I haven't figured out how to make it less or more than two hours. So, so your your very first deal, you and your partners, uh, was a retail space. Is that right? I mean, that was our first large commercial gotcha. uh, okay. deal, seven seven figure deal. How did you end up finding that in Huntsville? Like, what was uh, um, if you're in Jacksonville and Aniston? I mean, you're looking all over the state. Like, what's what's the what's the idea there? Yeah, so I mean, we're we're looking all over the state. We kind of focus in the try and focus on the bigger cities. Um, with more population and jobs and that sort of thing, but it came through a broker. Okay. You know, we just, we kind of used our coming out of sales using that, that relationship building experience. We kind of used that when we, when we quit and, uh, and ended up you know, making a relationship with a broker and he got it, gave it to us, uh, you know, kind of before he had it on the market, before he had uh, a real good offering packet on it and everything. And, um, so we we got it, dug into it quick, and put it under contract within a, a day or two. And do you guys do you guys raise money for this deal, or did you? Uh, we did a joint yourself? venture for this one. Yeah. Okay. We did JV. Very cool. So we we brought cool. we brought some outside money, and that was the first time we brought outside money. We up to that point, um, it, we had all been private. Gotcha. We, we funded ourselves. Let's talk about the space that you're in right now. Part of it is a CrossFit gym. You, you have this warehouse space you guys found, and this is in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. That, yeah. If you remember, tell you remember us that story, man. Was? That's, that's interesting. What is it? Do you remember where the, the cleaners was? The, uh, right behind the Walgreens? And I, I don't remember much about those Jefferson's. days. You remember Jefferson's? I know where Jefferson's is, yeah. All yeah. right. We're like catty corner to Jefferson's. There's, okay. there's a white okay. warehouse building out there. <laughs> so, uh, so, again, just if you're listening, Jefferson's is probably one of the best places to eat hot wings absolutely. in the entire state of Alabama. Hashtag not sponsored, but I would love if they wanted to. <laughs> we would take uh, one, though, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that or uh, I know Struts. Struts yeah, has been pretty yeah. good, too. But Jefferson's is good, too. Uh, Every time we eat wings, that is like, that's the bar, right? Yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. And my dad says to this day, hey, well, that's a good wing, but this is not Jefferson's. So I'm like, that's right. Got it. They're hard to beat, man. <laughs> so we're, we're caddy corner. We're walking distance to there. So it, it, it hits the lunch budget frequently. Yeah, I um, bet. <laughs> yeah, so we, we found this. Now, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. <laughs> You're sitting here, you're running a CrossFit gym, and you're talking about going over to lunch frequently to Jefferson's. How does that, what, how does, do you have to do, do like some extra burpees or something? Yeah, you, you pay for it eventually. <laughs> oh, man. I, my, one of my very first memories of Jefferson's, I was in there with my parents, and we're sitting there, and this humongous guy walks in, and I was like, that's Warren Sapp. And my dad, my dad did not pay attention to NFL or anything like that. I was like, that's Warren Sapp. That is Warren Sapp. He goes, we'll go get his autograph. Of course, I'm not going to, because I'm shy as hell. And the, um, he leaves, or, you know, whatever. And our waitress comes by finally. And I was like, let me ask something. Who was that guy? And she goes, well, that's Warren Sapp. He comes in here all the time. Like, no way. Now, this I was, this, this was like 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when you and I talked about uh, doing this, I, uh, this afternoon I looked up, I was like, let me go see if any of my old professors are still there. And the answer is no, all of them are retired. Really? Matter of fact, there's a guy who, who's a professor there. Well, no, there's, there's one professor still there, but there's a guy who's a professor that I graduated with 
Like, and he was the guy that went in the class, carried no books whatsoever and told the teacher that they were wrong and oh, they yeah. were teaching things. <laughs> and it was annoying at the time, but I, I finally figured out that that's the guy that you want to do these team projects with. That that's the guy. That's yeah. you want him yeah. on the team. But he's he's now uh, he's now teaching there, and yeah, a lot of my old teammates, their assistant coaches, are doing something you know with the university. And I don't know how we got into this rabbit hole, other than <laughs> uh, it being 30, 20, 30 years ago since I saw Warren Sapp in Jefferson's. But anyway, um, people just now tune in and skip to the middle of this. They're like, "What the hell? <laughs> this is real estate." <laughs> We're talking about how you how valuable commercial real estate is next to Jefferson's. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, so back to the CrossFit. I'll try to get us back on track here. Back to the CrossFit gym. You guys saw this big empty building, and you know you all started building it out for a CrossFit. Like, tell me the tell me the story behind that. No, uh, not not that fancy. It makes it sound <laughs> way smaller than we are. But yeah, <laughs> we got wind that it was for sale. Um, somebody we knew had looked at possibly buying it. Um, and it just want, it's just, it's a warehouse in Jacksonville. It's just not that desirable. Um, and so my partner drove by and ended up, I think, seeing the guy. So a church owned it. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of the, the, the guy that, uh, I guess, takes care of the church. He was in here, get some stuff and talked to him. And, and we put it under contract and we just got it so cheap that it just, we just, we bought it. We knew we were going to lose because we, we used the manufacturing warehouse kind of, personally you know keep jeeps and junk and you know gotcha. stuff so your own personal anything. storage exactly yeah. yeah um so we knew we were leaving that we figured we would want something else so we did this i mean and, and we paid nothing i mean we paid 80 grand for this in a house so it was oh wow it, it was just really cheap we didn't really have an, uh, an intent or a desire um and so we were uh you know active working out the gym he had after the tornado um he had lost his spot kind of bounced around he was in a really small spot um that that was really impeding his growth so um he does a great job running it uh so we talked to him and and worked out an agreement where we uh, we could build it out so we had to bring a bunch of stuff up to code for, with the sprinkler um uh, build some bathrooms in there uh did a lot of work to the outside put a parking lot in which was a nightmare um yeah. And do all that. So we, we've got them. We moved him from probably about total 2000 square feet. He maybe had 1200 to work out in. Now he's in like 7,500 square feet. He's got probably, oh, wow. I don't know, 3000, 4000 to, to work in. Um, probably more than that really. So, so it was, it was a good, uh, it was a good deal on both ends. We were, we were able to kind of increase the value of a building. Um, and, and by doing that, we put, uh, a, much larger line of credit on it that we can we use as a, as a checkbook now we can we can pull off of as as we need so does he own part of the building with you guys or is his rent no. just keeps going up yeah he just he just leases nice very nice yep. nice um very i think cool, since man. he's been in here i think he's gotten like 40 or 50 new members i mean it's it's been it's been wow. really good for for both parties. Do you guys get a free membership out of it? Yeah, yeah that was on the lease. You know what? He could give me one, and I he, he would be winning in that case. I would not be. Matter of fact, uh, the other night on a uh, virtual happy hour that we do, that I'm start I started this month doing it. You know, after a few drinks, I started getting loose lipped and just you know what? I'm going to commit to 75 hard starting January one. 
And Dead Gummit, there was other two other people on there who said, "Yep, I'm going to do it with you." And I was like, "Damn, now, you now go, I got to do it." <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I have not. It's been a while since I've seen a gym or any real physical activity. So it's, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be <laughs> interesting. Uh, so you've got properties in Jackson. I mean, you're just investing in the state of Alabama, right? Are you across state lines, or how does that work? Because I've seen you. You've got some stuff in Montgomery. We talked about the mm-hmm. property in, in uh, Huntsville. Now you've got an apartment complex in, in Mobile. So yeah, we've got one. We've got two that we should be closing on. One this week and one next week. One in Homewood and one in uh, Pascagoula. So Pascagoula okay. will be the first one outside of the the city line, uh, or the state lines. Where, technically, yeah. it's like an extension <laughs> of Mobile. I mean, it's it, like it might as well be. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's 20 minutes from there. Although I don't, there's not a whole lot going on in Pascagoula. I would love to know where this property is. So when you get it closed, let me know. But uh, yeah, I will. Um, it's it, it's a, a cash flow play. It's nothing, nothing exciting. It's not, yeah, not sexy at all. I had a, um, I had a client over there talk about wanting to represent your clients. Well, you know, I, there was one client who had been my client for 15 years and made it through all the different acquisitions with us and kind of held it out, you know, held out with us. And then this is the only client that did that after two, two months after I had left, they called me and said, Jay, we just want to let you know that we're leaving. And I was like, well, what do you mean you're leaving? Like, I'm, you know, I already left. We already had this conversation because no, we're, we're calling to let you know that we're leaving the technology company that I represented because you're not there anymore. And we were there because you were there. Uh, and I was like, huh. I mean, you talk about stroking the ego. I was like, wow, yeah. that was, that's huge. But um, I don't know. It, it was almost, and, and the acquisition was just so, I was just so sour about it. Probably still am. It's probably why I'm wanting to talk about it. Just trying to get, get these <laughs> demons out of here. But it was so uplifting to hear a customer call and say, I mean, take yeah. effort to call and say that, you know. Um that's in, in relation, that, you know, relationship driven businesses like we're in and real estate's the same way. You know, that's, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, I had, there's a lot of my customers the same way, you know, they, they can, they can get products and services from, from anybody, um, you know, you yeah. build those relationships. So they want to get them from you. Yeah. And real estate is just the same way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine these two deals you have coming up. Uh, I mean, is this the first deal you had with those realtors or that community? I mean, what, tell me about those that you have coming up. Um, the, the one in Homewood, um, we kind of have an active relationship with that broker. Um, he brought us the mobile deal, um, came in on that one with us. Uh, so we did it executed and, and closed. So now, you know, we're getting looks, uh, looks at, at, at other bigger stuff. So, yeah. Um, that's where that one came. The other one came from another broker that we've kind of been, you know, we've just fostered a relationship with. He sends something, we send him feedback. You know, we've, we've made some offers on stuff. We said, we don't like some stuff that he sent, but yeah, you know, this one, this one kind of finally hit. So, um, you know, it's just, it's that, it's, it's that relationship building. Yeah. And it is hugely important. And I know it's important everywhere, but for the folks who don't know, like in Alabama, it's, it's even more important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just something about the, you know, dealing with mobile. I'm surprised um, there had to be a prior relationship there. I would think that you guys were fostering to get that apartment complex because mobile is a very tight niche community. Yeah. Right. I mean, even though it's, it's, it's big in population um, there are people like that. I know new Orleans gets a lot of press for Mardi Gras, but mobile is where Mardi Gras actually mm-hmm. started here in the U S 
And there are crews and associations and everything that's dealing with Mardi Gras. And unless you're in a crew or you're in a certain crew, then people don't do business with you unless you are. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a very, absolutely. very political, very tight niche group that um, if you're an outsider like I was, uh, it's frustrating as hell to try to get business yeah. done. Yeah, and, um, because it is so much driven by the relationship. So um, I, I do. I, we were talking about this off off air earlier that I think there's a uh, there's a apartment complex that you guys closed on that I looked at. I, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I took a stab at it. Um, I think when I saw the price, when I did the evaluation, it had a negative NOI because of how they Absolutely. labeled it in their books, and I was like, well. I mean, I, I mean, you can give it to me, but I know that wasn't going, yeah. but no, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those where I couldn't tell what they had done versus like CapEx versus mm. maintenance and repairs because it was just, the books were just ugly. Terrible. I mean, yeah. they were just, is it, is this the, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you can send me the address afterwards and I'll look and see, cause I, I know where it is. Cause I drove by it several times. Yeah. Uh, it's not, not in a fun place to be. <laughs> It's probably the same. not in a good part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> probably the same one. Then. Um, all right. So, hey guys, I want to take a break from the interview with Josh real quick and let you know about the W2 Capitalist Mastermind. This is a virtual mastermind built for all experience levels and niches of real estate investing. We have over 20 calls that are hosted at various times all throughout the month. And it's a way for you to get connected with like-minded people from across the country who want to see you succeed. Uh, they have been through what you're going through and want to help hold you accountable to building your own success. Matter of fact, here recently, a lot of the members are tossing around the term REI family. I found my REI family and, and as that is very humbling for me to hear and also just to understand. I mean, it's very understandable to see what they're accomplishing when they hold each other to the fire. So if you are interested at all in being around like-minded people virtually and being held accountable for what you're trying to accomplish as your side hustle, as your main gig, and whatever your financial goals are, right? Come check us out, w2capitalist.com forward slash mastermind, w2capitalist.com forward slash mastermind. But for now, let's get back to the interview with Josh. Um, back to, you have properties everywhere. One of them's in Montgomery. You did a call, you recently did a call segregation study on your yeah. property in Montgomery. Tell me about that. I mean, I know we're covering a lot of topics here, but the benefits of cost segregation is just huge. If you have the right CPA that believes in them, right? And there's a lot yeah. of CPAs that don't for whatever reason. Um, tell me about well, that. They, tell me what that experience was your, like. You yeah, got to get a new CPA. CPA. Yeah. If the CPA <laughs> doesn't believe in them, then get, uh, we use Madison Specs, Yona Weiss, um, anybody who's kind of in the, the social yeah. media multifamily circle probably seen or, or heard of him. Um, they do a great job. They've done two, two of them for us now. Um, but if your CPA doesn't believe in it, put Yona's company in touch with them and let them talk about it. Um, yeah. Our CPA does, he, he's fine with them. So uh, we did that, that one, it was pretty stable property. Um, very, well, very stable it was hundred percent occupied. Um, the owners had built it and we're just kind of moving on. They depreciated out. So, uh, so they, they sold it. We got it for what we thought was a, was a pretty good price. 100% occupied cash flowing. Um, so we just used the, the cost seg to kind of uh, increase the benefits on that and wrote down, I can't remember exactly how much, but, but we'll write, write down enough, you know, to, to for sure wipe off the, the income for this year and, and probably past yeah. years too, or carry forward, whichever, 
whichever one our, our investors want to do. So let's talk about your entire portfolio. You as a general partner or limited partner, whatever the case may be, if your name's attached to it, how many, how many units do you have in your portfolio or in, when did you start? You started in 2015, right? 2015, yep. 2016. And here we are just four years later. I kind of feel like you, you guys have just skyrocketed uh, with your acquisitions. Like I'm, I'm seriously impressed, but I don't, I don't know the number. So what's the actual number of number of units? Uh, and I know when you get into um, the retail space, you more or less talk about square footage. It's not just a number of doors. So help, yeah. help me understand how, what your portfolio mix looks like. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of in a lot of stuff. Um, when we started in 2015, Jacksonville, uh, it's a college town. Um, so single family rentals, just, they make a lot of sense. They were really cheap here. It's, it's gotten, I don't know what, what everybody's seen the housing market get a little bit more difficult to, to find stuff. Um, we've got yeah. more competition now. People don't know what they're doing, paying too much. Um, so we're, we're kind of fighting. <laughs> you don't that say. That, yeah. <laughs> and so that that kind of line has slowed down a little bit. But we've probably got uh, privately held probably around like seventy or eighty units um, syndicated. We've probably got well, we've got the sixty in Homewood that, that will be syndicated. So we'll probably be in. It'll probably flip. It'll probably be like 90, um, 60. 90 privately held, 60 uh, syndicated. And yep. we've got uh, about 100,000, some change square foot of, of retail, office, um, some restaurants, things like that. Uh, we got our warehouse, 20,000 square feet. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think. And then I've got, I'm limited uh, in, a, um, in a syndication in Houston. Uh, it's like 1,275 units. It's a pretty big one. So yeah, yeah that was that my first limited partnership experience. Is that a Joe Fairless deal? Uh-uh. No. Uh, stuff George Albert. No, him. He, oh, he's no. another one on the, kind of on the, on the social scene, but I've met him and, and trust them. Oh, shoot. Yep. Um, and so, if you guys so, are listening, I, I want to tell you when you, you have so many deals going on and you don't know the exact number of units, is very common to do that. I, on my very tiny whiteboard up here in the very top left hand corner, I have them all listed. Uh, and anytime anybody asks me, I have to go back and look because I don't necessarily know what's moved and when it moved. And, and it just kind of, uh, it's not fair to say, I, I know when things move, I do, there's just so much other going on that you may not necessarily know exactly how many doors you have. Yeah. And we, and we still flip too. Um, oh, do you? So, you know, wow. when okay. Yeah. When you're always adding and selling door and, you know, we sold off a 12 unit apartment complex. So like you said, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a roller coaster and, and we're still doing yeah. flips. So, you know, we've probably flipped, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 houses over wow. the years. Um, yeah, we, we did a lot in 2018, uh, tornado came through, went right through Jacksonville and, and yeah. damaged that. So we went around, um, and, and we bought a lot of houses from people, let them, they got their entrance money, got rid of the headache. And then we came through and, and did them. I, I've never sat down and counted them up, but I, I want to say, um, we probably did about 20 houses that year in, in addition to working. So that was a, that was a busy year. Yeah. Yeah. That's six very months, opportunistic really, though, months. for, for you guys to be able to do that. I imagine a lot of the capital that y'all were able to create then has allowed to exactly allow you to reinvest exactly. now that's that's really cool go ahead the way that we operate or have operated you know it's kind of on on the burr type method um 
and it's steadily increasing our line of credit with the bank. So, you know, we'll buy something, fix it up, add it to the line, and we get 80% every time of the improved value. So, you know, through that, we were able to grow our line. You know, we got our first line of credit. We paid cash for our first house and then, you know, bought a couple more, used those as collateral, you know, got a new line of credit, maxed that out, reappraise everything, get a new line of credit. So we've gotten like three or four or five basically renewal, you know, lines of credit now. And each time as, as we bought the houses and improved the value, that line of credit's gone up till now. It's, it's a pretty substantial, uh, substantial yeah. amount. What's substantial? Million? Uh, we just pulled out 1.3 million. And then nice. we've got, um, we've got 500 on the warehouse that we can kind of use as a checkbook. So it's awesome. It's incredible. You, well, the same warehouse that you bought for 80,000. Now you're able yeah. to, you have a $500,000 line of credit on it. Yeah. And that's just because awesome. they wouldn't, it got appraised for 600 and that's without the house too. So um, that's, that's we incredible. Had to get, they had to go to the board or something to get more than 500 grand. So we just said, just put 500 on it. So we're probably in it after all the work and everything. We're probably in it for 250. Yeah. And when you say so, go to the board, you must be dealing with a small bank. The bank, uh, yeah. Bank. Regional banks is all we deal with. We don't, we don't have any gotcha. agency debt right now. Um, we intend to, as we kind of stabilize some stuff, but yeah. right now, I mean, it's just, it's, it's easy to work with, with the smaller banks and they're getting competitive too. Word, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're getting, um, they're getting more and more competitive, and you know, with with agency debt requiring all the you know all the holdbacks and the the reserves and the escrows and everything, it just you know it's kind of making sense in in the scale that we do things. Do you do you have any uh, concerns over the restaurant and commercial space with what's going on with COVID? Like, are y'all having to work with your tenants to? kind of give them some forbearance for the lack of better phrase or what's the, what's the outlook on that? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, you know, they, they've uh, been impacted by it, by the shutdowns. And um, so it's slowed them down. Uh, We always try and sit pretty heavy on cash um, in case something like this happens. So like Montgomery, we raised an extra 300 grand. So we're sitting on that. Um, and we didn't have to give anybody forbearance. We, uh, you know, we've, we've negotiated with them and worked out where we, where we gave them some relief for the months that, that they were hurting. Now they're back and they're running. They're kind of amortizing that over, um, over a period of time. They can afford to do that. And then uh, on top of that, we're getting an, an extension of a year on the, on the backside of that. So, um, so, so we're working with them. Um, as long as you're heavy in cash, you can afford to do that. If you were, if you were tight trying to make a mortgage payment right now, it's going to be difficult in, in that Tough, yeah. side. Yeah. So you raised extra money um, for this just in case. What, what did that do for your overall projected returns? Um, and, and how did you calculate those in? I mean, it obviously it reduces the returns just because you're, you're right. bringing more cash to the table. But, um, you know, we were able to, to offer what we consider a, um, you know, a solid return that was, that was conservative as well. Um, you know, and, and then it gives us the flexibility. One, it makes us not bite on deals that, that are too skinny. Um, and, and two, you know, we can, we can use that to, to operate how we need, you know, once we get through all this and, and start and, you know, collections get better and we get some of that, uh, that money back, you know, we can do a return of capital and it reduces everybody's, uh, 
you know, everybody's cost basis in it and it would, it yeah. would do nothing but improve the projected returns that we, that we gave them. So we could actually burn through all that cash using our mortgage payments, whatever we need to do to get through um, and still hit the same returns that we projected. Um, nice. If we're able to return that capital sooner, have it in the bank when we, you know, when we sell, then it's, it's just a better, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just beat what we project. So we try and be yeah. really conservative when we, when we go in, um, obviously, Very cool. you, you know, it's getting, getting difficult nowadays, but, but we're kind of, um, we, we were investors before we were syndicators and money raisers. So we know what it's like to have money mm-hmm. on the line. We've got a lot of our own money out there. Um, so we're, I feel like we offer a, a good service to the, to the people that invest with us. Yeah. Do you know, uh, just curious how many investors do you, how many partners do you have now with all your deals? Do you know if that number off the top of your head? Uh, I want to say we have like maybe eight or 10 in Montgomery and then we'll have another like eight or 10 in, uh, in this Homewood deal. Gotcha. <laughs> so, Very and cool. some of, some of them overlap, maybe, you know, maybe 15 or 16 individuals. Gotcha. You know them all by name, first name basis, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. what we do. Right. We do five or six Bs. Um, okay. So we're so we have pre-existing relationships with everybody and um, friends and family. Know, Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of restaurants, who are probably not worried about COVID, uh, Pirates Cove. I know you mentioned that earlier, or, uh, or uh, I saw this on your. I stalked you on Facebook if you haven't figured it out. Um, <laughs> uh, I have been to Pirates Cove a couple of times. Um, it's an interesting place. It's an interesting yeah. place. Um, my wife and I, we were there. This is before we had kids. Pulled up on our boat, got out. We heard the hamburgers were amazing. We got out, went up to order, and damn it, if there wasn't a dog running out of the kitchen the moment we stepped up to yeah. order, and I'm like, kids and dogs everywhere, man. <laughs> in the head, why is there? How is there a dog in the kitchen? What is this about? But anyway, burger was okay. It does not compete with Jefferson's wings, but it was okay. You know. Um, all right. So you're moving down to orange beach. You're making the move, right? Yep. Gotta ask you, this is an international spotlight. It's the Floribama. <laughs> yeah. You've been there a couple of times. Yeah. That's my place, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was supposed to be in a condo, you know, basically, I mean, you could walk there. Um, okay. I always, I always try and stay close to that. And that, that's just what, that's where I hang out, man. I hang out the Floribama. I get, I got a boat down there. I go from uh, the the yacht club, you know, on the old river side, yeah. Yeah. park there, hang out, go to uh, Robinson Island, go to um, Pirates Cove, Tacky Jacks, and just kind of bounce around between all those bar places. hopping. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed you're in your Facebook profile pit. You're holding up this monster Jack. Yeah. Right. It was it. It's not a Jack or Val, is it? Amberjack. Amberjack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, dude, how, I mean, this, how tall are you? Because it was almost as tall as you were the way you were holding it up. I'm about six one. Okay. This is it a big fish. Big. Yeah. I want to say it was like 90 pounds, something like that. Yeah. And was, if you've never caught cool. an amberjack or anything in the Jack family, they, cool. they are not like a, a large mouth bass. They're not like no. a wet sock <laughs> that you just reel in uh, just because you hooked it in the mouth. I mean, this thing, Jacks are, uh, yeah. man. It's, they pulled out. That that was was <laughs> we, used, we used to fish out of Venice a lot. Nice, nice, nice. Um, that's very cool. All right, man. Um, so we're coming up on our time. 
As a matter of fact, I think we went past it. If we had 30 minutes to do this, we've been talking for a while. We went down some memory lane. Hey, last time, speaking of memory lane, last time I was in Jacksonville, um, or last time I had thought about Jacksonville up until this point, there was, uh, I looked up, had, uh, somebody alert me that they knew I was investing and whatnot that, um, track two apartments had came up yeah. for sale mm -hmm. and, or they were looking to possibly sell it or whatnot. Do, do you know if that ever sold? Do you, do you, or were you yeah, aware of it? Did you guys go after it? No. Um, they got too much money for it. Uh, That's right. It's okay, sold, good. <laughs> yeah, it sold, um, I want to say probably 2018, if I had to guess. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and they've done, they've, they've gotten rinsed up a little bit. Um, you know, when we first quit and went after uh, all the park place apartments, they were for sale. Um, oh, and we wow. went after okay. that. We were, we were in second. Uh, to get that and uh, and didn't get that um and before this was i think this was probably well it would have been the end of 2017 um messed up big time not buying uh wind place i think it was which is right across from the campus it, it was kind of run down it wasn't in good condition it was going to cost too much to kind of make it nicer to to even think about it the rents were really high for what it was uh, so we passed on that. I think we were like 90 grand out or something. And I mean, we passed four months later, uh, that tornado came and just wiped it out. I mean, we'd have made a freaking fortune if we'd have bought that thing. And oh, wow. Got the insurance just money collected the yeah. insurance money. Yeah. Cause I mean, it would have taken care. We could have, we could have upgraded everything and, um, we, as we long as you had the right insurance policy. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you got a good insurance agent that you trust. That you trust. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys shop insurance for every property, or do y'all have one guy you kind of go? Not much, man. Um, we we've got we've got quite a bit um, bound with our with our insurance carrier. Um, he takes care of us. Make sure that we're 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 not overcovered. Not definitely not undercovered. Um, and it's it's solid policies. It's not it's not these kind of yeah. you know general or whatever. Um, these cut rate insurance policies are that you got to fight. Yeah. I mean, we got, we had four houses get hit. Um, and you know, they, they, they were pretty good to work with as far as getting us our money, getting us our money quickly, um, not holding a lot back. So, yeah. so we, we've shopped it out before and you know, it, it comes back more or less the same or, or higher most of the time. So, um, we keep him honest, but he, he takes care of us. Nice. Nice. All right, Josh, uh, we're going to wrap up here. I got a couple of just random questions. It's something new right. I started doing a couple of weeks ago. As if this prepare. interview hasn't been as random as random can be. <laughs> I didn't prepare um, for this. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Nobody ever does. You'll, you'll be fine. Uh, what is your earliest memory of someone in sports or fitness who you found inspiring? Earliest memory? Uh, I don't know, man. From Houston, I grew up watching the Rockets, so... You know, there Hakeem you and Clyde Drexler and all those guys. See, I thought with you being in um, Alabama that, I mean, you, you're going to say Bo Jackson. Because uh, that, that was, and, <laughs> and we were, you and I were just going to bond on another level, right? But then come to find out you're not even from Alabama. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only time I've ever been starstruck is we, we were at a, um, uh, wasn't the cheesecake factory it was some pizzeria in uh at the summit there in birmingham and we're sitting at the bars me and my girlfriend at the times i'm all wife two other uh, my best friend and his wife we're sitting there at the bar we're uh this california pizza kitchen is what it was 
yeah. And yeah. this guy walks in real quick, pays pays for his meal, you know, he had it to go order, whatnot, and left. And I'm just sitting there like jaw open, like, and my buddy's like, what is it? And I was like, and he had left, but by this time I can now talk, right? And he had already left. Yeah. And I was like, that was Bo Jackson. He goes, No, it wasn't. Really? No, it wasn't. <laughs> So again, me and eating places and these NFL players coming in, I don't know what it is. Now Warren Sapp, now we got Bo Jackson. Um, (laughs) We're sitting there and and I was like, dude, I I was like, I have a a small safe in our storage unit with autographed Bo Jackson. This dude's my idol, right? He has posters on the wall when I was growing up and all this other stuff. And um, so the, the, uh, the cashier came over and I said, hey, do me a favor. The guy who just checked out, can you tell me the name on the receipt? And she goes, she goes over and she goes, Oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Vincent Jackson. Like it's Bo Jackson. So, <laughs> anyway. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, all right. So you're a healthy guy, right? You're a CrossFit. You have a CrossFit membership in your lease of the building that you own the CrossFit gyms in it. So you are a healthy guy, right? Yeah. I've, I've got more money invested in CrossFit than probably most people. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Have you tried something completely unorthodox that was supposed to be healthy? Uh, no. I mean, I get like, if I, I get where I like to try weird things, if I go to like Whole Foods or something like that, or <laughs> you know, they've, got, they've got a bunch of weird stuff. So I normally, I normally pick up some sort of organic something just, just wacky. I'm a, I'm on a kombucha kick right now, uh, drinking kombucha I, tea. I watched, so. uh, um, Joe Rogan interview Matthew McConaughey the other day and they were talking about kombucha and I was like, what is this? Yeah. It's who, yeah. Uh, who are they getting sponsored <laughs> by or whatever? I was like, and so they, they just hold a segment about it. I was like, ah, maybe I need to check it out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let me get this straight, Josh, your edges of, of, uh, the atmosphere is that you go to whole foods and you, and you try something a little, there's a whole foods in Jacksonville. No, no, no okay. Birmingham and okay. bigger right. cities that right. I travel to. Right. No, absolutely not. There's, there's a Walmart here. <laughs> <laughs> and it does very well. Yeah. All right. Um, They've got kombucha at Walmart. Surprise. Do they? Yeah. So I'm going to go check it out set. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm I'm running out of coffee. I got to go to Publix tomorrow. And there you go. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's tea, right? Kabucha tea. Yeah. Yeah. It's fermented tea. All right. I'm going to check it out. All right. Last one. Don't tell smell him. Just drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does it smell like asshole? Is that what it is? Yeah. Like? Yeah. yeah that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying not to cuss on the podcast. So sorry. Sorry. I virgin know you cuss. I started a long time ago. <laughs> um all right so last question tell an embarrassing or awkward gym story that happened to you embarrassing or awkward gym story um i had a lot of crossfitters they get you know they do the box jumps and jump on the box and just shred your shin and i i never did that until i was uh, at a competition i think we we're in moody um last winter and big city of Moody, up. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a big competition though. So yeah, I was warming up in the athlete area and there was like 30 people sitting there uh, around it. And that was, that was the first and only time that I, that I wrecked my shin on that. So <laughs> I had to do the workout and it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's an embarrassing thing in CrossFit. If you don't do it, you probably don't get it, but it's uh yeah. So I, I bet I busted myself in front of a bunch of people instead of the. Well, how the did you do the competition gym. though? Uh, I think we got fourth but I've, I've got to quit i've got to go to the master's division i can't keep competing with these kids i'm too old for it 
<laughs> the master's division yeah. is that a politically correct way just to say old folks <laughs> no yeah i mean once you hit uh like 35 you get you get to step up and sometimes the the weights are a little bit lighter so that's that's, that's what i need to do i need to give up my ego is there uh is there an over 40 division yeah, oh, yeah. it only gets easier as you get older yeah okay is that masters or is that grandmasters what no that? that's that's masters <laughs> they, they call it all all masters uh, I got you. I got you. Uh, Josh, pleasure talking to you today, man, getting to know more about yeah, you, you and just understanding everything you've got going on. I love that you diversify with not only what kind of assets you're buying, but also um, where you're buying them. I mean, y'all are sticking. I'm going to loop Pascagoula into the whole state of Alabama. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I mean, y'all are sticking to the state. It's very uh, landlord friendly. Uh, Landlord friendly laws, and you guys, I mean, it's just incredible because you're making it happen and you started making it happen when you got laid off. Not laid off. That's my story. When you said, Hey, Mr. Bossman, Mr. French acquisition uh company, we're not putting up with your crap anymore. You don't want to take our deal. We're gonna go do our own thing. And it just happened to be ended up being real estate. I know you said that wasn't what you initially done. So yeah. just so well, impressive what you guys have been able to do in the, in the four years of um, investing. That's, that's incredible. And what, and the, the thing about real estate kind of doing on the side, since this is, you know, a W2 uh, capitalist ideal, um, you know, the, the beauty of doing it on the side while you're working and kind of building that, building your experience, building your net worth, building all those things that require to, to be in real estate full time. Um, it, it, was it was a parachute you know like i said it yeah. wasn't it wasn't what we necessarily quit for had i not had that i probably would have i would have maybe quit the same way maybe not i don't know um yeah but, but it does give you that confidence right yeah 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 it does give you that confidence to to walk out yeah. and say look you know i mean maybe yeah. on that day your balls were just a little bit bigger because you had <laughs> because you maybe. had your portfolio you know what i mean yeah uh, we, were just, we were just coming off the tornado. We made some money, so it was yeah. it was a lot easier. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but yeah. And, I mean, it was it was a backup. It was it was a, it was a parachute. You know, had had I needed it, uh, you know, to support a family or something, there would have been something there, um, you know, to to kind of carry you through through a hard spot in life. So it's, it's definitely where the freedom comes in. That's um, that that's part of real estate. That's why we do it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of guys in the, um, mastermind who are just can't wait to exit and do this full time. And I keep telling them, it's like, you know, what, it wasn't my plan. If, if, <clears throat> if I want to get laid off, I'd simply work and I'd, and I would not have been able to focus on growing the W2 capitalist, which is the educational side of our business. And, you know, but it has given me so much more time to analyze deals. Like last last week, uh, we took off to um, almost in the name of the city, but I'm not going to it's South Florida, kind of West Florida, South area, to look at a property with a potential partner. <clears throat> Just so happened to be, I was going to go right. It was, was going to be me and me only, and it was going to be a real quick trip down. It's like a 24 hour deal, um, and then hurricane whatever was in the Gulf Zeta. Uh, and we're, and I looked at my wife and I said, why don't y'all go with me? And we're just going to make a few days out of it. And if I was still working, we wouldn't have that flexibility. And we went down, we made a exactly. little mini vacation on it. And it all comes back to, if I'd had a W2, if I'd had a job of some sort, 
I wouldn't have been able to number one, go look at that property um, and meet this potential um, partner. <clears throat> and number two, wouldn't have been able to make a mini vacation out of it. And it just, you know, I'm six months past being out of the W2 world. You're a lot further down the road for me uh, when, when it comes to that aspect, which I love because I'm sitting here thinking, you've done this uh, in a couple of years of being exited from the W2. I'm only six months and I'm already seeing like the dominoes and I'm stacking up that are going to fall in the right way. And I'm just like, I'm trying to convince these guys in the mastermind now with their wife's blessing, of course. Yeah. Guys, you're going to grow so much faster. You're going to go so much further when you have the time to devote to it like you want to devote to it. I mean, I just, you know, take a couple hours. It is, it is. And, you know, it it does, the, um, the risk definitely increases just a little bit when you have a wife and kids and that, that sort of thing, but there's still risk, right? I mean, you're, yeah. they're always going to be there. You got to take the plunge eventually. Anyway, I'm going to start rambling. Josh, how can, <laughs> sorry, how can people who have listened to me babble on about Jefferson's and Warren Sapp and all this, <laughs> how, how can they, how can they learn more about you, find out more about you and start building a relationship with you so that when the next deal comes along, they can start, um, potentially looking at it to invest with you. Yeah, so we're we're always looking for properties to invest uh, and, and grow. Um, that's what we do all day, every day, uh, all week. So you can go. Uh, we've got our website. It's currently uh, getting kind of upgraded to by somebody who's a whole lot better at doing that stuff than me. So uh, <laughs> www.scig.us uh, is our website. Um, it's got all our contact information, our bios. Um, some of our projects and properties. Uh, and then I, I'm always available. Uh, email josh.carlegis, C-A-R-L-E-G-I-S at S-C-I-G.us. Um, and, and I always respond to that uh, and, and would love to start the conversation to, you know, to get involved and to help too. I mean, I, there's, there's a lot of people that try and want to get into real estate. You know, I'm always happy to talk about it and, you know, experiences yeah. and pitfalls and, and all that to help out uh, other investors. Yeah. And we, a lot we joint t- venture a lot too. So, you know, if there's nice. a, a partnership opportunity, you need the experience, capital, debt, whatever that is, we're, we're happy to talk about that. Yep. Um, I'll be talking to you with that. <laughs> uh, not tonight, but uh, very soon. Uh, we got some we'll things. Do it, man. We'll be neighbors here. In, in a yeah, that's days. true, man. We, we can actually, uh, Find a place we'll go find, have a beer or something and, and yeah. talk about the fish stories uh, for sure. Um, Josh, thank you very much for coming thank on you. and um, sharing your knowledge with us. And, and a lot of people will ask me, like, why do you, why do you just have these conversations with newbies and want to help out? And like, well, it's very reciprocal, right? Is that the more I teach, the more I learn, which is crazy it makes no sense to me but it's just something i've discovered after doing this for a couple years and it seems like you've tapped into that as well and i think that's why most everybody who's worth something in the real estate investing community will share and talk with you and and just give you some advice right and it's up to absolutely it's up to the other person to actually go take it right take action on it but anyway uh josh thanks again man i really appreciate your time and i look forward to when we can do this again thank you i appreciate it all right, buddy. We'll see you. See you, man. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Josh Carlegis. And I hear here's what I recommend as next steps. Uh, number one, if you ever find yourself in between Birmingham, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia, 
make a quick stop up to Jacksonville, Alabama. See see the see the campus. More importantly, go to Jefferson's and get some hot wings. Hashtag not sponsored, but uh, if anybody from Jefferson is listening to this and you want to sponsor the show, I'd be happy to chat with you. Uh, uh, number two is join us in the W2 Capitalist community, right? So, so takeaway number two, join us in the W2 Capitalist community. You can find the community at w2capitalist.com forward slash community. Check out Quest Trust. Quest Trust, uh, w2capitalist.com forward slash quest. They are the sponsor of the podcast and um, just night and day difference. You know, if you have an old IRA, whether you were laid off yesterday or you quit your job yesterday, or if it was years ago, like in my case, it was years ago. And I, I finally remembered, Oh, I have this money laying around. Let me go put it to work with real estate. Um, they're going to be able to guide you and let you know what you can do, right. And what you can invest in. So check them out. W2capitalist.com forward slash quest Q U E S T. And from here, what I recommend you do is go out and earn, invest, repeat,